I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. What's up, guys? Hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Micah Keneally, and I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. Today, and like always, I'm joined with my husband and co-host, Josiah. Josiah, how are you feeling this morning? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And Josiah, I know that you have an amazing guest lineup for us today. And do you want to share how you know this person? For sure. How in the world do you know this person? For sure. I'll say this. Before I introduce who this is, what's really cool is the connection we had at North Central University. Just building a friendship, being college students in some of the same classes. And then we interned at the same church um, during like the same time period. And so like we're intern buddies all the way back to, gosh, I don't know if that was 2011 or 12 maybe, and uh, somewhere in there. And so anyway, (laughs) Andrew Dawson is the worship and creative pastor who oversees Youngish at Adventure Church in Siren, Wisconsin in Youngish is the young adult ministry at Adventure Church. He and his wife, Becky, are simply phenomenal people. I love them, believe in them. I'm grateful for them. They're big encouragers in my life, and they always have been. They know how to have a good time, and um, they have a passion for Jesus and for serving people in ministry. So, Andrew, welcome to Young Adults Today podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. This is such an honor to be on here. Uh, ever since this thing launched, I was like, oh man, I hope someday that I can be a guest on this because I think this is just the coolest no thing. No way. Um, oh no, seriously, this is awesome. This I was like, they, these guys are doing a podcast. It's so legit. And I'm like, I just am excited that I even know you. So thank you guys. This is an honor. We are so thrilled that you're here as well, Andrew. And he is very excitable. If I This is my first time meeting you, Andrew, so I just want to say yeah. it's a pleasure to meet you. And yeah. he is, I think, a youngish uh, person, but also a youngish spirit. There is like a tenacity about you that I can see um, just face-to-face right now. And we're going to – oh, Josiah has something to well, say. <laughs> here, let me tell you something about Andrew. Andrew and I share an affinity for Jeeps. My first car when I turned 16 years old that I bought was a Jeep Cherokee Sport. It was 1997. It had 107,000 miles. Um, It was boxy. It was awesome. And uh, then I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee after that. Right now I've deviated. um, Still in the SUV family, just not a Jeep right now. But uh, (laughs) don't judge. But Andrew, I know you're a big fan of Jeeps as well. And yeah, when I when I was you, Josiah, when we were interning um, or, or whatever our time at Cedar Valley, I would uh, I had my Jeep Wrangler and I yes. you know, did and we I did mudding or off roading stuff and I always had the top off. And one Wednesday night, um, I was conducting the choir um, under Pastor Greg Lins, and there's these big nice windows behind the choir. And I'm going through a song and then and I see my Jeep out there and it started to pour. <laughs> so. I had to run out there in the middle of the song and drive it under the canopy entrance and so many good Jeep memories. And uh, yeah, so love the Jeep connection, man. Oh my gosh. Save the Jeep, save the Jeep. Oh, I love it. Well, Andrew, we are so excited, like we said, to have you. We're just going to kick things off. Maybe for our listener who doesn't know who you are, who's maybe never met you, will you start off by sharing some of your story, the journey of life, faith, leadership, 
and family with us in the audience today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, so I um, I grew up um, in an Assembly of God church um, in Kansas City, Missouri. And so um, that's, and I was born and raised there. Um, and so while growing up, um, I was, you know, doing the whole, you know, while you're growing up, everyone's like, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And you're probably supposed to figure that out in high school. <laughs> but um, at one point, you know, I was in, I was pretty heavily involved in my youth group. And uh, we uh, took a mission trip out to um, the LA Dream Center. Wow. And, um, and that was like, uh, that was a big eye opener for me. And, um, but the, the, what, the biggest eye-opener part for me was, um, was a sense of feeling uh, called to ministry. And we were at like their like home church base. I don't remember like the name of it or anything, but it was like Hillsong United, like it just got really big, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, like, like, you know, tell the world that Jesus lives, all those yeah. things. And I mean, like, oh, it's a fact, right? And, um, and so that worship team sounded like just like them. And I was like, and I was involved in our worship team, um, in our youth group and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I just have like this overwhelming feeling. And I would like, I talked to my youth pastor, like, how do you know if you're called? And, and cause I'm always like, I don't want to say I'm called if I'm not called. And, um, and God just, um, over the next couple of months and, and definitely of years, uh, just, um, uh, just continue to, to give these little nuggets of, of calling. And, um, and so I was like, dude, this is, this is, I can't imagine doing anything else. And so, um, and so from that point on, I was like, how do I accomplish to be a worship pastor? Mm-hmm. And um, that was my main calling, not um, necessarily like being like a, what normal pastor, you know, like not like mm-hmm. a, um, anything specific other than that. And so, um, but you know, as, as we are all in ministry, we, we learn more about um, the specific specifications of our, of our calling as we're going through that. And um, so, yeah, so I went, um, I talked to my worship pastor and I was like, where do I go to school? How do I make this happen? Um, I, I was very big on wanting like a legit music education um, and uh, pastoral education. Um, and so I didn't want to just like be like, yeah, I took some classes and I played guitar. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, I want to conduct a choir. I want to conduct an orchestra. I, and that's part of the reason I chose Cedar Valley for my internship too. Um, and so, yeah, so um, North Central was recommended and I just, I fell in love with the area up North. Totally. Um, I, I still live up in the area. Um, I'm an hour and a half um, from the cities and an hour and a half away from Duluth, by the way. So I'm just in the-, in the Very middle. nice. Best of yeah. both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so we, um, we, there's no we at the story. <laughs> it's me and so far, um, not married yet at that point. But anyway, so I chose North Central um, and just loved like every second of it um, and loved the connections. And I, I had no idea how, how much um, these friendships that I made would affect um, my time in ministry, like, like this, uh, Pastor Josiah. And so this is, um, this is just the coolest thing to me. Um, so anyway, um, yeah. And then, um, after my time in North Central, um, I took a full-time position in Illinois. I uh, did that for a couple of years and, um, and then we just felt God calling us, um, uh, to something different and we didn't know what that meant and which is terrifying, <laughs> you know, we, totally. we owned a, yeah. uh, um, we owned a house over there and cause we thought we'd just be there for a while to own a house, obviously. And so we, um, so we, we didn't know what that was. So we, we had a year that we were just like asking God, what, what, what's next? And, um, so many things happened in that year. Um, but anyway, um, I'll save all the details, but 
um, basically, um, we were wanting, we, you know, we have like this ideal idea of what like your ideal ministry position would be. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and so we're, I'm from Kansas city. Becky, my wife is from, uh, St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. Um, we both went to North Central. I just kind of skipped over that part. I met my wife in there. There was a <laughs> but, we. Yeah, so now there's a we. <laughs> and, uh, so we, um, but you know, we had like our ideal, um, where do we want to be um, if we, if God was like, it's up to you. Um, and so our, our thing was we really had a, a heart and love for the up north country and like Minnesota uh, or like Northwest Wisconsin or something. And we just like love the culture, love the loons and, and yeah. you know, onion. like we just, we just love this stuff. And so, um, but we were like, but God, whatever you, you know, want to call us to we're we want to be obedient. And, uh, so we um, ended up, uh, and we wanted to be back in the assemblies of God. That was another huge thing. We we yep. missed the assemblies of God so much, and we're so excited to be um, a part of it again. So um, we found an opportunity um, that is uh, 45 minutes actually from Becky Becky's hometown, and Amazing. it's uh, 40 minutes from Minnesota. It's just like right over the border. Um, so we're in Wisconsin, Siren, Wisconsin, and uh, man, we are just thriving. We love it here. We love this church. We love. Um, this time of ministry and um, and and it's funny I'll say this real quick too and I'm sorry I'm like way elaborating but um, when I was in my last church I remember telling my wife um, and I was just over like worship and creative stuff there um, but I remember telling my wife um, I've always been like really confident that I'm not called to youth ministry <laughs> so, I'm sorry for for all those who who do youth also love that you're called to youth I just was confident that that was not my calling and yeah. it's important to, to know, you know, that's kind totally. of thing. So, um, <laughs> I remember telling my wife, I'm like, the only other ministry I could really see myself like having a passion for is young adult ministry. Um, and then sure enough, once we arrived at this ministry position, uh, that became an opportunity. And so we jumped at that and so excited. Um, so yeah, that's, that's in short, um, through ministry and how we got here. Dude, that's so cool because I actually remember um, just some of the transition and, and Mike and I have both been through transition as well. And I remember talking to you like right after you, you guys had moved back up to Wisconsin. And I remember talking with, when like you had this idea that you were really excited about and you just described your church, your city, your setting, kind of the surrounding community. And you're like, Josiah, like, I feel like God's put this dream in my heart called youngish. And and you're like, tell me what you think about this. And I'm like, I think it's awesome. And Youngish is now the young adult ministry at your church geared around meeting some very specific needs in your community and in your church. And can you talk about that? Like, where did that idea come from? I know you kind of brought us to the point where you, you have a passion for young adults themselves and ministry, but like, where did that idea come from? And what needs do you see Youngish really meeting? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So that was, that's a good question. I, um, I went during our like time of, um, long story short, um, my wife had a near death experience with an ovarian cyst. Um, that was bleeding internally, et cetera. So she almost died. Um, very scary times, but she, it was happened to be up when we were visiting up here. And so, um, so we recovered while she was during, doing her recovery. We actually just stayed with her parents on, in St. Croix Falls, which is about 40 minutes south of me. 
and it's just over the border from Taylor's Falls from any Minnesotans who are listening. Um, so anyway, um, so we, were, we were recovering there and um, I had been substitute teaching in Kansas City. And so I had to find a job that was not in ministry, which is terrifying also to me. And so, but I just, we had a mortgage and yeah. so I got a, um, I just like went to a tip agency and I'm like, hey, I have to provide for my family. Um, and so I got a uh, blue collar like factory position and personally, like I hated like every second of it, but, <laughs> but you know, we, I, um, we had it, we had it, we had to do, what we had to do. And, but it was great because I had a lot of time to just think I was doing the same thing every day for eight hours. I was just doing the same thing. And so I had tons of time to think. Um, and during the time, um, when we were talking with, um, our, our current church adventure church, um, it was brought up about like a young adult ministry. And, and I wanted to be really intentional about like, what does that mean? Um, previously, um, it had a great name. It was called The Journey. Um, but I really wanted to be intentional about like, how can we, I don't want to come off like a like over spiritual anything, um, like The Journey, come to us. And you know, <laughs> I, I know like it's, it's a great name, Journey Churches, they're great. Um, but like for this specific area, um, I wanted to be like, it, it to be a um not just churchy kind of sounding and so yeah um, yeah so i had that in mind um and the other part is um there was i have a friend who goes here um at our church who's um 30 he's 35 at the time and he has uh he had two young children um under the age of like four um and his wife was also 35 and and every time i hung out with them i'm like man i feel like we're just the same age and they're like they graduated when I was like 13 years old from high school, <laughs> but I'm like, you guys are like definitely obviously older than me. In fact, it probably not even considered a millennial. Um, but I feel like we're like the same age. We, um, our other friends who are our age or even younger also, um, have young kids and they're married. Um, and I feel like I'm like, we're, we're doing like the same thing. Like we we're in the same life stage. Yep. Um, and I, I would be, so upset if like we made a young adult ministry that had just a hard cutoff at like 30 or 35 and I'm like oh sorry you're too old um and so you can't when when and I would say that um that works for a lot of churches definitely mm-hmm. uh, but in our specific area we don't have like a plethora of young adults we don't have a school around right. us right um we um we don't have um or even like a trade school really. Um, and there's not like, it's, it's, it's kind of a blue collar area and it's rural. And so, um, so that's kind of, um, I, I was like, I want to start a young adult ministry. That's, that's big in my heart, but it's not, um, not everyone's a young adult anymore. <laughs> and so, um, and so I was like, they're, they're just, they're young, not adults, but they're young ish. And, uh, so that's kind of, um, when I was working at that factory, um, I feel like God just kind of gave me that, that, uh, that, and and you know like our generation and like the generation before and a little after us um we say ish for like everything we're like oh that's cool ish or you know or whatever it's just a great way to describe like there's some leeway here and so um you know i i have friends that joke who are like you know in like their late 30s um who also have young kids um and they're like yeah we're the ish part of young ish <laughs> and so uh, I think that's pretty funny, but um, so yeah, that's kind of where that came from. Andrew, that answered the question perfectly because I think that 
we're going to dive into a section on reaching young adults in small churches and rural settings. And mm-hmm. so many of our listeners, um, you know, we've even brought on guests that maybe have a young adult ministry that looks a certain way oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that we'd be doing a disservice if we said, this is the cookie cutter model. This is what it needs to look mm-hmm. like. This is what you need to call it. This is the age range when actually there is needs to be room for the Holy Spirit to speak in that factory moment or in a bedroom moment or in the basement moment or in the living room or at the altar. Right. And there needs to be that freedom to understand the setting and context and then gear ministry towards that context. So youngish totally fits kind of like, you know, I think of like Wisconsin and Minnesota are definitely Midwest, North Dakota too. And I know of one church, they, they have what they call, oh yeah. And, 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 or, oh yeah, like, and, and they call their young adult ministry because there's kind of this thing in Minnesota. Yeah, sure. You betcha. And it's kind of a Midwestern thing to say. And so, so young ish kind of fits that. And people, you talked about the ish, you talked about just the need in your city. Right. And I'm just going to have Mike ask the next question about like, just kick us into section three talking about reaching young adults in small churches and rural settings. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, Andrew, so many of our listeners are young leaders themselves or find themselves with a burden for the next generation and God's placed them in a rural setting. And so for the people who are listening, it's not just the big city. It's not just suburban. It's not just rural. It's a conglomeration of everything. So we love to hit that topic, but we want you to hone in on the rural aspect of that. And what would you say to the listener who's trying to do something like you did about reaching young adults in their community? Hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I think it's, it's really just like a, um, a customization, if that makes sense. Like um, I see what young adult ministries are doing in the cities um, I see um, what is or isn't happening in like a suburb or a rural area. And, and I just basically like, I'm looking at like, well, how do I make this like work for my area? Exactly. Um, and so with, with at least like for me and maybe, so maybe if you're a rural ministry, uh, young adult ministry leader, and uh, this will speak to you um, in my area, like physically, um, I don't, we don't have like, it, it's, it's, it's a newer concept to, um, do like a weekly or a monthly meeting. And so like, if, if I, I know that if I held a weekly meeting, a young adult meeting, um, it wouldn't like grab on immediately. Um, mm-hmm. and so like, I've, I've personally decided to start out on a monthly. So we do like, um, and, and I'll say this, this is like, I'm speaking in terms of pre COVID COVID has changed everything, but we'll get yep. to that later. Um, so, but anyway, so when I started out, it was like, we're like, let's shoot for the last Friday of every month. And um, so there's the consistency for the childcare um, yes. and, and that kind of stuff. But we also, um, um, I knew that it would be um, just kind of tough in general because most of our um, young-ish people, um, they have kids. And, um, and when you're out in the country, it's not so easy to call up like Susie from down the street to come watch your kids because everyone lives so far away from each other. Yeah. And so so we, we actually provide childcare um, and so that makes it, I basically just try to make it as easy as possible. Like no excuses, like, you know, um, we can just, we can all just come together. Childcare, no problem. We have, um, trained people, um, that will be watching your kids. Um, and then you can come up and it's kind of like a nice break. Um, and it's a way that, um, 
-hmm. for young adult to meet other young adults and they're not all married um there there's uh single people and i I always say to the single people i'm like how else are you gonna marry or meet someone who is you know you're around your age has the similar beliefs and Sunday morning is like bam 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 you know you're you're coming (laughs) you're getting your coffee you might wink at a girl or a guy whatever but uh i mean like there's not like a ton of time to talk it's so this is a great opportunity just to have those social interactions um and so that's kind of like what I, um, I've, I've done. I've also based it around um, events. Um, we, we do like, we've done like um, more service oriented stuff. But again, I, right as I was easing more into um, just kind of services, that's kind of when COVID hit and everything changed. But, um, um, but we've done like um, more um, like event like oriented and stuff. So like, for example, we just had a youngish canoe trip um, okay. and that's, okay. that's, that was like awesome. Even though it was during COVID, it was a great like way that we could hang out. And then if you, if, um, there, there's, um, if you're masked or whatever, um, wherever you laid on that, um, that topic, which is whatever controversial, um, you were safe because you're in your own canoe going down a river. <laughs> uh, so, and you're, you're just hanging out. There's no cell phones. Like we're just, we're just going down a river and talking. It was the most organic thing ever. Um, and so that was a great way. Um, we had 14 people sign up and for us, that was like, awesome. That's like a lot. Um, if we had like everybody come together, our group is probably, um, around 30. Um, and, but again, that's like 18 to 37 ish. And so, um, so yeah, we, we kind of base it around, um, I, the way I've looked at it, at least, um, what works for us is, um, we kind of build the community around these events. Um, in January, we went to Trollhagen, which is a ski resort, and they had tubing because skiing is mega expensive, but tubing is affordable. <laughs> so, so we we did tubing. It was like twenty bucks a person, and um, that was like another like great way. We we're building the community there, so mm-hmm. that when we do come together and we have more of a service thing, we do like small groups. Then we there's connections, and you know yep. you're, you're, you know the people that you wouldn't normally just go and talk to on a Sunday morning or whatever. Um, and so I basically, my, my idea was to make, create community, uh, create connections in these events, even though they have nothing to do with like church necessarily, but they're, we're, we're creating the community and the, the friendships. So that when we do have like more service oriented, um, small group stuff, people aren't like awkward and, you know, like aren't, aren't like afraid to talk to each other. And um, so, yeah, just, I'm, my idea is to try to make, um, young adult ministry as easy as possible for all of us to be able to have these tough conversations or to, to talk to someone about hard stuff you're going through. Um, because if you don't have that foundation of a friendship, um, you're not as likely to maybe um, tell them about things that you're struggling with. So, Right. I think it's a great reminder, Andrew, for any leader, no matter what their church setting is, is to cater to the needs and understand the community and what, what do the sheep need? I mean, because Josiah said, like, we don't want to be cookie, cookie cutter leaders that take something from, you know, big city California and try to implement it with 10 people. Like, you're going to mm-hmm. feel like an epic failure time and time again. Like, understand that God is obviously put this burden in your heart to reach these people. And it's our opportunity to pray to God to 
be downloaded that creativity. So you had mentioned you had set time and dates, um, which obviously leads to consistency. Childcare is provided, which is a huge blessing and events. And usually what happens at events, you said it perfectly. If there's food or some type of event shoulder to shoulder, you are building memories um, that are going to be impacting that group. So on a Sunday, when they do step into the church, I'm going to stand beside you and worship you, obviously pre-COVID. And I'm going to be able to say, hey, how's it going? And there's going to be this beautiful interaction with so many different ages within that um, category of youngish that you are catering to and able to speak life into. So that's a super good reminder for any leader, but also the rural setting. Well, and one of the things that I've heard a lot from either like lead pastors of you know, churches that are in rural settings or people will come and they'll say like, I want to start the young adult ministry. I feel like God's asking me to reach the next generation. And then they'll follow it up by this. They'll say, there's just no young adults in our church, or there's just no young adults in our city, or there's just not a lot of young adults in our area. You know, like there's not a college or there's not a university or, you know, and let me ask you this. What would you say in response to that? Yeah, that's, that's really good. Pastor Josiah, I, I hear a lot of that as well. Because um, a lot of, to be honest, like a lot of the churches around us, they don't have uh, anything for young adults. And so, and, and just, again, just to kind of give you an idea of a dynamic around us, we're like the only like modern church, like for like 50 or 60 miles, at mm-hmm. least probably. Um, and so, um, and we're definitely the only like young adults ministry um, within any of those churches. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so to people who, um, to, who are like trying to start that stuff, they're like, oh, we don't have like a community college or a university around us that, that just brings in young adults for you kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Um, but like that you have like a kind of foundation to like pull from um, mm-hmm. or a place to go to, to uh, see if they would be interested in being part of it. Um, I always say like, dude, there are young adults everywhere. You know. Yes. It's, Yes, um, there are young adults everywhere, and and something I've been um, we 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 have a children's pastor who's also full time with us, and um, she's she's twenty one, and um, but I think it's I, I talk to her a lot because I'm like man, um, with with our area, like I feel like everyone and their mother has children around here. My wife and I are like the only one who don't have children yet, um, <laughs> but um, but if you go to where the children are, um, the parents will follow. So for example. Um, I'm really excited. We have this, um, I, we have like this huge screen that we've got and that's mobile. Um, cause we're, we're a mobile church right now. And, um, and so we have like this 18 foot long by 10 and a half foot tall, uh, screen that's mobile. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, let's do a movie night outside. Um, we don't have like a parks and rec thing that can do, um, that, you know, a lot of like communities have a parks and rec department that will put an outdoor movie on like once a month. Um, we don't have any of that. And so I'm like, Oh man, this would be awesome. So what we're doing is um, we're doing, we're putting one on in our local park. It's at the lake. And so it's called movie at the lake. And we're um, one of the things that I'm like, how, how do we get the word out besides like obviously Facebook advertising and stuff is um, I put out like these, like with our graphic that we made um, and yard signs. And then I'm like, where do I put these yard signs? Cause I don't want to just put them on like normal places. So I actually went to our beaches at our lakes because every time I go by a beach, I see kids. And when you have kids, you have young adults. And, yep. okay. and it, was, it was great even when I was putting the signs out um, two days ago. Um, 
we had a mom like at who was youngish um age and she was like oh so and so what's that sign say and so he read the sign and they're like awesome we'll be there because um because what i the way i look at it is is if uh, we if you make an event that is um that kids are going to want to go to their parents are always looking for for a, a fun way that they can get their kids out to do something it's outside so it's covid friendly um, and so that's, um, that's something that I'm like, man, I see so many young adults when we make an event like that, um, all of a sudden, like they may not be going to your church right now, but that's an opportunity for them to start coming to your church so they can learn about, um, a young adult community. And, um, so yeah, there, there are young adults everywhere. It's just kind of how, how you find them. You have to be intentional when you see a young adult, um, at the coffee shop or the grocery store, be like, Hey, have you heard of, you know, this young adult ministry, but um, so for me, I just say like, have you ever heard of Youngish? And um, and I, I put some advertisements out on Facebook, and so sometimes people see that. So it's 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 kind of harder work because you have to like kind of individualize. Like I have the connection with the coffee shop girl and the coffee shop guy who um, who I just talked to, and I'm like, hey, you should. It's easier for me to say, hey, you should come tubing with us. There's a group of people your age. Yes. How awesome is that? And that's hard to find out here. Um, there's a people there's a group of people your age that you can make friends with you can meet your future spouse you know whatever um, and like that's where you can make that connection and then that transcends into um being a part of young adult ministry and then and then ultimately the church as well so um there are young adults everywhere it's very true i mean if, we, if you ask god to reveal young adults to you and you ask for opportunities he will provide them so i just wrote a note no more excuses only opportunities I grew up in a small town of 1,200 people. You cannot tell me that there's not young adults there. You can't tell me that, you know, like they're bored out of their stinking minds and they just want an event to attend and go and be together. So yeah, for the listener, no more excuses, only opportunities. Ask God to illuminate those people. Ask him to interrupt your day. Ask him to bring those conversations your way and take advantage of them because that is the way that we're going to meet and greet people, whether they're making our coffee or taking our order or just passing them down the street. So young-ish is doing a great job at promoting that and everything and pastor andrew we've come to the point of our segment that we absolutely love and this is final thoughts from you five and five they're five questions if you can answer them in less than a minute each so we have a five minute block how do you feel about that challenge Oh man, so scared. I mean, you you, you should be scared. There's a dinosaur behind you right now. If you can't see your screen, <laughs> saying, right, you're in Jurassic Park. I mean, you haven't even blinked about that one. Let's be real. <laughs> there are herbivores behind me, so <laughs> they are. You are bite sized compared to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, when you when you tell a pastor that he's got X amount of time, everyone gets scared. Let's be real. But hey. We are flexible because we're in ministry. That's right. <laughs> we sweating because we can. Well, yes. we'll start. We'll start with a, um, a one that's easy because it's about you. First question. You're ready for it. If you yes. could describe yourself in three words, what would they be? I would say, oh, time. Um, adventurous, passionate, and driven. Um, those are those are words uh, that. I was talking to my wife a little bit about this and she was like, yep, those, those are words that describe you, but there's more. And I'm like, well, I only have three. <laughs> so, three excellent um, choices. <laughs> <thank you. laughs> All right. Question number two, Andrew, what are 
or are there any words that you live by? It could be a verse, it could be a quote, it could be, you know, anything. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I actually thought about putting this um, on my wall, like in my office here. Um, and uh, that is, and it started out because of a worship thing and music thing, but it, it transcends to so many different areas, but that is less is more. Hmm. And I know that a lot of people have, have heard that phrase and it started out with just a musical thing, you know, for example, like the drummer's doing a really busy fill, like, hey man, do a really nice, simple fill. And that sounds way better with the whole team, less is more. But I've, I've really found that like, man, I, 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 I preach that almost, you know, um, that it, it just transcends into so many different ways um, in ministry itself um, and your spiritual walk. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, not, not trying to take in so much, focus on one thing at a time, um, you know, all these things um, as you're trying to be um, a better Christian and a better leader. Um, I, yeah, that's my one minute. All right. <laughs> sure. I picture what you're saying is life is like a juggler. And every commitment that we have or every event that we have, everything that we do in ministry is another ball mm -hmm. or another, you know, club that they're juggling. And it's like the best jugglers can actually juggle several things at the same time. And that's what's so intriguing. But even if you can learn to juggle two balls with one hand, it looks cool. Or three yeah. balls with two hands, it, it catches the eye. And so that goes to your point of less is more. And on those notes... If you could ask us one question, this is the curveball today. What would you ask us, Andrew? Um, yeah, I would say, um, okay, so this is, this is a weird one. Um, I have a question. Um, how would you both suggest creating excitement in your ministry without coming off like an overexcited cheerleader? <laughs> like not using phrases like, so excited, can't wait. Because personally, like, I, I feel like I'm always just like, what's up, youngish? so excited for this event and and i'm like oh i'm so annoying listening to myself um so how how do you um how would you both suggest creating excitement in your ministry without coming off like eh, all the time right well i think i think many people look at it as young adult ministry is not youth 2.0 the youth you could get away with that every week they want the sugar and they want the hype right but young adults, they want the authenticity. They want to know the vision of where we're going. They want to know the DNA of this group and what what is that? What does that mean? How do I eat, sleep, and breathe Christ and experience the adventurous side of who he is? And I think if you, Andrew, have a team that is authentic, that's real, that's living the life and people see that joy, that joy is just going to exude in a beautiful way and not an overbearing way of like, oh, wow, like how many coffees have they had? <laughs> It'll be like, wow, why are they so happy? Like this is going on in my life. How do I experience that same thing? So I think when you can create the DNA of the people that you're kind of leaning on, um, and that's just going to exude um, hopefully the love of Christ, the glory of God, and just that natural excitement that comes through um, when you're on the microphone. And I, I avoid things like, this is the best, like, Okay, yeah. how many bests can there be? You're like, <laughs> this is the best cup of coffee. This is my best friend. This is the most epic. So I try to stay away from like those big words of like that are overused and saturated within youth and young adults when they are saying those crazy words of savage and epic and I don't know. I avoid those. I just that's just not who I am. So I'm just true to myself in that way. <laughs> you know, 
as, as you're sharing that both of you like Micah and, and then Andrew, I picture like height is it's a real force. And I think there's an equal yet opposite force that's height is hard to like sustain. Mm-hmm. it's it's it wears anyone out to try to stay hyper I picture the kid that has the sugar rush and there's a crash so I think yeah. height there can be a letdown with it or there can be a crash whether it's just exhaustion from a leader or you know people it's it's hard to maintain height and and the equal but opposite force that I'm picturing is hunger mm-hmm. and depth and substance. And I think that what a young adult ministry can offer is a community. And people, like if you speak to the hunger that people have, I think that's the success of Chipotle. People are hungry, there's some proteins, and there's, you can make it as healthy or unhealthy as you want, but people are hungry. Mm-hmm. And at mealtime, it fills up, there's a line out the door. Mm-hmm. And so I picture like, when you speak to the hunger that people have, it's going to resonate. And so when you speak to the hunger that a young adult has relationally for community, that's going to deeply resonate in a way that hi, they might come to check it out, but hunger, they're going to come to eat. They're going to come and taste and they're going to come to stay. And I picture also like whether it's a worship gathering or an event, like the, the kingdom of God, Jesus fed people who were hungry both on a holistic level of meeting their need, but also meeting the need that, was beyond the symptom and into the root. That's good. So that's how I would describe like hype is really hard to maintain and hunger is actually hard to like, it's hard. It, hype is easier to start, harder to maintain. Hunger is harder to fill. Mm-hmm. It's hard to fill somebody who's hungry, <clears throat> but once you do, it's satisfying in a way that hype isn't. Right. That's great. Wow. Who knew that was coming? All right. Question number four. What is the greatest challenge you are facing right now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, real quick, in a nutshell, um, we have, um, we are this specific area in this like county. I don't know if it's just like this county, but there's like a lot of, um, let me answer your question first. COVID. That's my biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, because in, in our area, isn't like a, like, yep, yeah, we're all wearing masks or, or like, you know, we're trying to do our best to follow like uh, state mandates. It's like a, this is a hoax. This isn't a real thing. And so like, I mean, like in a big way, like most people are, 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 are thinking that like, no, oh, this isn't real. And so, but then we, we have like a, Hey, like we're trying to just like follow the rules of like what our states uh, suggesting that we do or telling us that we need to do to remain healthy. Um, we get, we get a lot of feedback and, and some punches with that. And, and so it's a really hard battle to be like, right. I don't know what to tell you. Like, this isn't like, you know, this isn't like, we didn't make this up. Um, you know, this is, this is a real thing. We want to create a time where we can come together as, as a ministry and as a community, but at the same time, we, we also have to be safe. And mm-hmm. so, um, there, we don't have as many cases in our County, um, as like maybe like Minneapolis or something. Um, or any other big city. So a lot of people are just like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's not around here. Um, and so, so that's, that's my biggest um, struggle, just creating events in an atmosphere that isn't going to start a mask versus no mask battle. Um, and right. so that's, that's my biggest, biggest challenge. And that's why the canoe thing worked out great because we could just, hey, like the, the biggest challenge was the, was the, um, 
the commuting with from from the where you start and where you get picked up or whatever um, with the canoes or whatever. So we were all in a van, but we went with a company that like took measures and like sanitized before um, and after, and we had to wear masks in the van. Um, and so luckily, I didn't get too much um, fighting with that because um, it was just like, hey, just wear your mask. But just during this like van ride, it's like a half hour. So. Um, but like there were some people who like just didn't want to they're like nope I don't believe in wearing masks and so I'm like oh that's it's a bummer because this is gonna be a great day of canoeing and and building friendships and community. You know that so canoe trick had a hike, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got it. <laughs> yes. So, but Andrew, I would speak. I would say that it's very challenging to lead. Well, lead through that, but honor the system and respect people's opinions. Yes. Um, and, and look at it. It's not, I don't know, it gets very messy and political with this is my right, that's your right. It's like, okay, just be mindful that what you're doing and what you're saying as a leader is going to filter down into the people that you are leading. So if we have an attitude of this is stupid, why do I have to do this? Everybody's going to think the same thing. I'm not wearing it. But if you're saying, hey, we're taking the proper precautions for the state, for our governor, for the U.S. and everything. So I would really appreciate it if you guys could all get on board for this one event and just respect that. And if you don't, and if you can't, I will see you next month. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and just being able to be real and lead in those moments is, is challenging and hard, but you do have to think about the people who truly are at risk and what, what does that mean for them? So, yeah. That's really right. good. I think like, um, with that is uh it's really hard to just uh stay neutral is is like with everything coming up to the election um I've, I've tried really hard to really just like stay neutral and just be like ah like just not going there with that conversation when when uh, people in your mission try to like kind of bait you and see like what political side you're on you're like hey uh -huh. i'm just here to worship jesus and not talk about this so that's 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 the other struggle with that so i just had to throw that in there um but that that's been a struggle too so but yeah. i've maintained neutrality yes but definitely interesting waters to try to navigate respectfully and responsibly in the midst of everything mm -hmm. but andrew we've come to the very last question um, question five if you could tell a group of college pastors and young adult ministry leaders one thing what would you tell them today yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, so this is something I have to tell myself like often, like pretty much at all of our youngish events. Um, so be encouraged young adult leaders. Um, God didn't call you to minister to a big group of young adults. Even if it's five people, that's the, that's who God wants you to reach. So do it using the gifts that God gave you, not, not worrying about the numbers. Um, Cause it doesn't ultimately God called us to, to be, uh, a minister to young adults and not not only 15 or more you know and that's something I I'm always like I'll get like oh man like only x amount of people came to this this event or uh or like oh these people bailed out like and then I'll, I'll get like kind of bitter almost and I'm like mm -hmm. oh, man, god like checks me because he's like yo I I called you to minister to whoever comes like that's that's who you're supposed to minister to um and so um so that's something I'm always having to tell myself and and like kind of try to encourage myself is just God, God's called us to minister whoever's, um, whoever's there and not just like, Oh, be, uh, angry that so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so didn't come. Um, and so even if it's like five people, like, dude, that's your fam, 
Um, okay. And so to love on them and, um, and become friends with them. And um, yeah, so that's, that's, my, that's my encouragement. That's great. That's timely. COVID has revealed that pressure to perform in every leader. Mm -hmm. And I've been there many, many times, Andrew and, and Mike Ken, for anyone listening, where that, that there's a healthy stance on numbers that, you know, every leader needs to come to grips with that we're not called to perform. We're not called to just simply gather a crowd. We're called to make disciples mm -hmm. and to be faithful with and, and bloom where we're planted. Mm -hmm. So Andrew, thanks for going there for a great conversation today, for joining us. Listeners, you can find out more about Andrew Dawson, Youngish, and Adventure Church in Siren, Wisconsin. When you connect with us on our website, Young Adults Today, as well as across social media platforms, it's just at youngadults.today. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Right now. Plug me in. I'm getting charged up right now, yeah.